Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wells, joined today by co-host Dustin Myers. We are partners at Longitude, a hospitality branding and design group. At Future Hospitality, our goal is to interview the brightest minds in the industry, gathering insights, ideas, and inspiration to share with you. If you enjoy the podcast, please be sure to leave us a review. Thank you for your support. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Phil Hospod, founder and CEO of Dovetail & Co., hotel owners, developers, and operators who are mixing their expertise in real estate and hospitality to create incredible spaces that leave a lasting impression. During our conversation, we'll learn about the history of Dovetail & Co., the importance of staying agile in an industry like hospitality, and how Phil and his team of hospitality all-stars have collaborated to create some of the most unique guest experiences on the market. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Phil, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Absolutely. Excited to be here. Awesome. Well, maybe for those who aren't familiar with Dovetail & Co., maybe just give us a a quick background on who you guys are and, and what you guys do. Yeah, of course. So we are based in New York City. Uh, we focus on hotel uh, sort of investments and creation um, in primarily in the independent uh, and lifestyle space. So um, we, uh, we like to look for properties where we think we can create impact through design, branding, storytelling, uh, and investment. Um, currently, we have properties in six locations, um, pretty wide reaching uh, from Newport, Rhode Island, where I'm currently sitting, to uh, the Catskills of New York, uh, Bowery, uh, Manhattan, where we're based, uh, Bermuda, San Diego, and Waikiki. And um, we've got a, a little team, but we all sort of come from a hotel background, and we're sort of super passionate about what we do and uh, excited about the, the pipeline that we've got ahead of us. Yeah, well, looking at your properties, um, they're all just really, really cool and inspiring. So um, we're looking forward to kind of digging into some of those, learning more about some of your methodology and thinking as it comes to creating those concepts. One question that popped up was, that is a pretty wide range of locations. What are some of the things that have impacted where you choose to do a new location? Yeah, and we get this. We've been getting this a little bit more recently. So we started in the Northeast, and you know, previous to, to founding Dovetail was a Sedal Group, where uh, we created lifestyle hotels uh, across the country, um, but based in New York City. And I think you know, while we were looking at new opportunities and new destinations, I think one of the things that was really important for us was to be in markets that uh, we loved and understood and felt that we could create a product and a business plan that would um, have impact and kind of differentiate within the marketplace. So that's what sort of kind of started us off in terms of which markets we would be interested in and which ones we were we wanted to kind of focus on. Um, we then kind of coupled that with destinations that had uh, a history of successful travel, primarily in the leisure space. It's, we, we tend to be more successful in markets that are leisure-oriented uh, versus kind of pure corporate place. Um, and then we make sure that we've got strong local partners. So uh, we do work with operating partners on the ground that help navigate the nuance of that submarket. So in Waikiki, we have, um, uh, we have a hotel operating partner that's based in Honolulu in Southern California. And they're, uh, they're really uh, an extension of our team in terms of the execution of the, of the project. 
That's really cool to hear, um, you know, just kind of your methodology and approach to, to choosing the destinations and uh, kind of how you figured out this sweet spot for your team and, and how that all works and uh, works together well for you guys. Uh, you mentioned a minute ago, you know, that, that you guys have a small team that you've kind of you put together um, over time. And I was curious, how did you go about creating um, this team, this small team, and it's kind of a, in my mind, it's a team of like all-stars almost. And, uh, yeah. you know, each person has a very unique and, and special area of expertise. And so how did you uh, curate that team? Well, I think, you know, one of the benefits of uh, kind of being in this business, you know, from undergrad is I've started to kind of develop a pretty strong network. And what I would like to hope is a reputation as someone that people would want to work with. So sort of over the years, uh, I think that, you know, I always kind of knew sooner or later, I want to build my own company and and grow with sort of, like you said, like all stars. Um, And so when I was able to launch Dovetail, um, you know, head of development, James, we worked together at Cell Group and at uh, Gemini prior to that. And he was running development for Hoxton, North America at the time. So um, it was really natural for him to, and him and I to kind of, you know, join forces and kind of make a go at it. And um, from there, uh, you know, one of the sort of uh, corollary benefits of the pandemic was that there were a lot of folks that, um, you know, really, really good people in our business that uh, had a lot more time on their hands um, and were were sort of, you know, kind of looking at what, what they what they had been doing and what they wanted to do. And the sort of this idea of sort of joining more of a startup and uh, being closer to the decision making and the action was very appealing to everybody. And I think that's what we've got here. We've got a bunch of all stars that really believe in the business, the product, uh, and can actually follow through on the execution. Um, and I feel pretty kind of proud and blessed to to be able to be a part of this. So I think now it's now it's about just sort of following through on uh, on the talent that we've assembled. So this assembling this team has kind of been years in the making. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. So tell us, and you've already kind of touched a little bit on your background, but could you give us a little bit more details into like how you uh, got to your, where you're at now and what that journey looked like for you? Yeah, of course. So I'm originally Canadian uh, from Montreal. Uh, I went to undergrad in business. Um, so I did a, a, a sort of a business, a general's business program in, uh, in London, Ontario. And then spent some time with Four Seasons effectively as a student consultant in the last year. And that's what really kind of brought me closer to the hospitality business and, and sort of realized how uh, how interesting of an industry it was and how it really blended both sort of the creative aspects, the analytical and financial aspects of, of deal making and real estate, along with sort of the, the service execution. So that was something that really kind of caught my attention. And then from there, I uh, worked for IntraWest, the ski resort developer in uh, out of Montreal, and we kind of focused on mountains in the Northeast and really all about sort of experiential design and master planning of villages and kind of thinking about the, the 24-7 clock, 365 days of the year, like really kind of thinking about how people are going to use these spaces, which is kind of fun. Uh, and then moved to New York City in 2006 and worked for Gemini, which I referenced earlier for eight years, focused on kind of building a portfolio of uh, independent hotels, mostly in New York City, Miami, and Boston. Did a stint at Columbia sort of during the recession when there wasn't as kind of much work to be done. Went to their real estate grad school program, which uh, turned out to be 
really beneficial. Frankly, that's where I made some of the relationships that are you know, currently my primary capital partners, which is great. And then joined Sidel Group in 2014 for four years, where I was able to kind of take from start to finish you know, once-in-a-lifetime projects, like a church that was abandoned in Adams Morgan of DC and turned that into the Line DC 220-room luxury boutique hotel, or the Freehand New York, which was a 600-room dormitory that we converted into a 400-room kind of design hostel, if you will. And that was, you know, they were, they were frankly doing, you know, some of the best work in the business. And it was just uh, it was something that I was just so excited to be a part of. I don't know if you've ever kind of spent time in the library at the Nomad, but when they delivered that in like the back space of a building in, on Broadway, and we were kind of hanging out there, I was like, wow, if I ever get a chance to work with people that pulled this off, I'd love to do that. So that's sort of kind of what brought me to Sibel Group. And then I think from there, I felt like I had the track record and the experience to go out on my own. And that's where Dovetail founded in 2018. Yeah, that's a really cool story. I mean, some of the work that you were a part of at Seidel is just really inspiring. I'm curious, what was kind of the motivation moving from doing great work with a, with a great company to launching out on your own? Was there a particular gap in the market that you were seeing or wanted to fulfill? Or what were some of the motiv- motivations that led to that? I think it was less about a market gap, even though I, I do feel like there was one and I can hit on that. And I think it was more really just a personal desire to be an entrepreneur and to create a business sort of from scratch and to hopefully kind of nurture it and grow it, hopefully for the rest of my life, right? And I want to, I, this is sort of one of the things I'm focused on as a slow build, building from strength. Like I, I, my aspiration is not to sort of just kind of grow this to sell it uh, in the next five to 10 years. And so I think that was really the aspiration. Um, and that was something that I aspired to right out of, you know, even as a sort of as a, as a young teenager, I think how to make that reality. And in my, in, in my space where I saw the gap was taking what we were doing in primary urban markets, like DC, LA, Miami, New York, and focusing in on kind of smaller secondary markets. So like Newport, Rhode Island, the Catskills. And then that I felt like that was a that was a market that did not have the same type of approach to hospitality or at least, you know, less of it in in those years. I think you're seeing a lot more of it now. And it was also less competitive, both in terms of acquiring buildings um, and then on the execution front, uh, being able to kind of deliver those experiences. So I think that's what kind of set me up. And I think now we feel comfortable working within urban markets because of our background, but also in secondary markets or resort markets. And I think creativity and problem solving and the kind of ability to take on any type of project isn't probably one of our kind of core points of differentiation. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to being a big company, but there's also a lot of different benefits to being small and nimble. And um, I'm curious, as you look to the future, are you wanting to are you wanting to grow Dovetail to uh, dozens and hundreds of employees or or is keeping it small and kind of that more hands-on approach where you see things going? Yeah, so our focus and you know things change over time, but I do believe that we can be more successful and more differentiated by staying small-ish. And I think the primary reason for that is if you can keep your corporate structure lean, you can do deals in that sort of mid-market range that are too small for the big shops, 
too big for the the real sort of one-off operators. And so you're kind of in this sweet spot that has, that's a little less competitive. And then it also, it allows you to also to hopefully do fewer deals. And so you can just focus on the execution of those deals rather than just sort of growing for growth sake. And then, you know, the last thing from, you know, myself personally, and like a little selfishly, like I love that part of the business. And I love being close to the the real estate and I love being close to the creative process and the creation. And what I've seen is as if companies get too big and it's natural, but then you have to create teams and delegations and it kind of gets pushed down and you get, so then sort of the the founders get pushed further away from the real estate. And I, and I think that's, uh, you know, that, that can be, unfo- you know, unfortunate. It's not why we're in the business. Definitely. Can you kind of go in a little bit further into that topic of like, you know, um, obviously as a, as a business and an entrepreneur, you want to, to grow your business and you want to um, expand in certain ways, but you know, how, how is your team and, and, in the past as well as the future, how have you guys planned to um, grow in certain aspects, um, more properties, uh, continue to create these beautiful and, and great experiences for guests, um, but along the way, not losing, you know, what makes you, you and, and kind of losing your soul, so to speak. What are you guys, uh, what are you guys doing in order to um, avoid doing that? I think we're trying, you know, I think one is trying to stay as focused on projects that inspire us as possible, right? And like really not going too deep down the road on anything that just doesn't feel like a natural fit for what we do and what we love. And I think the benefit of that is twofold. One, we're going to work harder and create a better, and then also create a better project and experience, which will then hopefully be better received by the market. So I think that's kind of, you know, sort of a super important element. And like learning how to say no. So we get, pitched projects or opportunities or partnerships that we could most probably pull off, but like we wouldn't be excited about it. And then it may not allow us to then work on other projects that do excite us. Uh, so we have to also learn how to say no. And, you know, one of the ways to say no is not have an overly big team that then requires you to take on more projects. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think saying no is oftentimes a lot harder than what you say yes to. And, yeah. you know, I, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, it's kind of a journey to get to that point where you realize the importance of your, your no. And I think you mentioned, you know, you mentioned earlier, you have this entrepreneurial drive that kind of has helped get you to where you're at and starting your own um, business. And, you know, with entrepreneurship, you know, it's not always wins. Um, There's oftentimes failures and obstacles and moments of learning along the way. Would you be able to share or do any moments come to mind in the past uh, as you were growing Dovetail where maybe you've had a moment of like you failed in a certain way and you learn from that and you've, you've become stronger through that. Am I allowed to use the example of a global pandemic that impacted travel 12 months <laughs> after something downhill with like two hotels that we just opened? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's like a bit of a layout, but unfortunately that's, that was the, like we had two projects, Catskills and Newport that Catskills we opened in February of 2020 on time and on budget. And then, uh, and then we closed it in March. And then Newport, we were planning to open in June. And um, we, like, we finished renovation, end of May, on time and on budget. But like, I was on the job site every single day in March and April, like in the middle of like, kind of the, the, the sort of the height of the initial wave of the pandemic. And uh, that type of trial by fire, if you will, sort of sets you up, right? It gives you that grit and perseverance and says, well, you know, we can get through this, we can get through anything. And then last summer, while I would say most of the, you know, most of the operators in the hotel space were playing defense and, and sort of just 
trying to survive because of the scale of their portfolios. We had a very small portfolio, two hotels, both in drive to leisure markets that were stumbling along. And so we're like, you know what? Let's let's go on the offense. Let's go see if we can buy some hotels and let's go let's go knock on some doors. And so uh, really kind of took advantage of that time to try to uh, acquire some properties that we most probably wouldn't otherwise have had access to. And we were successful. We got three great deals done and now we're falling through on that. So, you know, I know that's like, you know, a little bit of a, you know, sort of a obvious answer, but I think over the, founded in the fall of 2018 and right, like sort of a year and a bit later, it was sort of the beginning of, of the, of, of of COVID. So that's clearly the uh, the most defining element of Dovetail's existence so far. Yeah, it's a tricky time for everybody, but it's exciting to hear that you guys took that as a, an opportunity to grow and expand and kind of look for opportunities that otherwise wouldn't have been available. So I think that's really cool. Um, I wanted to circle back on something you mentioned earlier about only taking on the projects that you and your team are excited about and that inspire you. And that being a, a key aspect of the successful end results that you guys get. Do you have like a written criteria of stuff you're looking for, or is it just more gut feeling as you're, as you're looking at a potential property, maybe just unpack that a little bit of what do you guys find inspiring in a potential project? Yeah. And we, you know, we look at a lot and we look at a lot of different deals in a lot of different locations and with a lot of different sort of partnership structures, because I think one of the things also that we're comfortable with is working with a variety of people in a variety of ways. So we're, I think that's kind of a unique approach to the business. So we try to write down some criteria and some parameters and we talk about kind of the markets and deal sizes, both like room counts and overall capitalizations and ease of travel to get to it and sort of we start to kind of narrow that uh, those boxes down. But then, you know, we have, to, there's sort of two things that kind of, one, maybe derail it, and, and then two that have to sort of really be the final kind of say. And, and like, if there is a great opportunity in a location that sort of you weren't thinking about, you've got to pay attention. So like Waikiki was not on our radar, but Hawaii is one of the best hotel markets in the country, if not the best. And it was an incredibly unique opportunity that was, we were, felt like we were the only people at the table looking at it. So we're like, we got to look at this. And so we went for it. So that, you know, it's about being receptive also to the opportunities that kind of come to you. And then I think the other thing is, you know, even if it checks all the boxes, but you're not excited about it, or it doesn't feel like a good fit for what you're doing, then you've got to walk away and you've got to say no. So I think uh, even though those are kind of contradictory, you still need to have some, some element of saying yes or saying no, that is beyond just a checklist. Yeah, for sure. And looking at the properties that you guys have done, it, it seems like it, they're all very thoughtful and strategic on the branding, the messaging, the, the visual design. Um, that's something that I'm excited to see from kind of this younger generation of, of hotel creators is um, just recognizing that importance and in, in investing and making sure that there's a clear story and, and great visuals and narrative to kind of elevate the brand. I'm curious how you, how you view that aspect of a property and just what's important to you as you're developing those. Yeah, I think kind of branding and the story is you know, perhaps one of the most important elements of the whole 
uh, business plan. And I come from a kind of a business and strategic kind of background where branding really is strategy. And branding is um, the story that you hope your guests are going to tell after they leave it, right? It's the promise you make. And so the way we think about our properties and our business plans is we want them to be highly crafted and curated for that specific property, what it, what it can be known for and also you know, what its limitations are. So we really want to kind of create a brand that uh, fulfills our business plan, which is to differentiate within the market and to create affinity for our target demographic that we think will be real ambassadors for that location and that brand. So we... So that's sort of the the objective of our branding and something that we believe so strongly in that that is something that we would you know never outsource if you will like we work with creative partners to help bring everything to life and we also even work with brand strategists to help guide us through the process but we have a really senior creative director and she I mean, we work together at Sedell as well but that's a big part of her initial mission with myself is to kind of get that brand strategy right at the outset so that when we onboard all of our different partners, we're all moving in the same direction and we're kind of focusing on on the top level story. And so, you know, I do think it's incredibly important and, you know, maybe we can spend too much time on it. But, you know, our hope is that once we take that brand strategy and we start bringing it to life through through the visuals, through the experiences, through the programming, through the design, through the, you know, the collateral, it all sort of filters up to creating a memorable and exciting and kind of on-point guest experience that will then hopefully lead to uh, greater word of mouth and greater awareness and greater um, loyalty, which is ultimately the way to to truly win in this business. So that's, I'm I'm glad you you sort of noticed it because I think it is something that is uh, incredibly important in our business and something that we uh, put a lot of effort uh, into and take a lot of pride in as well. Yeah, definitely. We, we've talked with, you know, so many hospitality businesses and hotels and resorts over the years. And obviously branding is a big discussion with our team. And I think you're spot on. I think a lot of people don't really see the importance of brand strategy as also coinciding with the business strategy and how it can really help your team to make stronger decisions. You know, I think that's a really valuable outcome of a brand strategy process. Is that something that you and your entire team um, kind of tackle for each property as far as going through that brand development process? Or is it just something that you and like um, maybe like your creative director and they kind of spearhead that? So, I mean, the whole team gets involved, um, especially because we all have to bring it to life thereafter in different sort of uh, aspects and we have to then sort of oversee it. But uh, so Kat, our creative director, takes the lead on that with myself. And then we have working sessions uh, and then we also you know work with the properties. So if it's a property like Cambridge Beaches in Bermuda, that's had a 90 year history of welcoming guests on this private peninsula on the west end of Bermuda, like we're going to want to understand what they've seen and what they, how they think we can win in the space and what's special about the property. So we had a, a multi-day uh, uh, research uh, uh, sessions with them to you know, really develop the, the brand that we want to move forwards with. Um, properties that have less of a history, such as the one here in Newport, we created that ourselves and then implemented it thereafter. So it's sort of property by property, but our whole team does get involved in the actual fine tuning of the brand story and then obviously the execution. 
and you guys do a phenomenal job of that. And obviously you have the the properties on your website um, that you, your, your team has developed and, you know, very impressive list and very inspirational to see you guys. Uh, like I said, the all-star team kind of putting it all the pieces together. Do you guys have any uh, new developments underway that you'd be able to share or kind of uh, give us a peek behind the curtain, so to speak? Not really, actually. And mostly because we're, we've got a pretty full plate at the moment. It doesn't mean we're not out in the market, you know, looking at opportunities and talking to people. And we're definitely like, as all of these projects start to kind of fall in the, you know, fall in their groove, if you will, and you can start to see them, you know, working their way through to execution. We've got the bandwidth to take on some some new projects for the, for the next couple of years. So we're we're looking and we're uh, we're definitely open. Um, but nothing has nothing has bubbled up to the surface that I, I sort of talk about projects being like more likely or less likely. And I, I'd say any of the ones we're talking about right now are all like kind of less likely to happen than more. One question I have for you, and we were discussing earlier about this, but yeah. the occupancy rate seems to be coming back. It seems to be more of a staffing challenge at this point. But as you guys are recovering from the pandemic and its effects, what do you see as the best next steps and um, the challenges still ahead as we uh, start to find our new normal? I think the biggest challenges we're seeing is you know, certainly on the staffing. And then I would also say, frankly, on our guests and educating our guests to be kind and respectful and understanding of the situations that we're all in. And so, yes, it may take you a little longer to get checked in, but you're still getting, you know, you're still on vacation, you're still getting checked into a great room and you're going to have you know, a great experience. And I think, you know, that, that education, you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll continue and we'll all sort of be kinder to each other kind of going forward. So I think that's one element that we weren't sort of anticipating was sort of the, the, the challenges of kind of guests coming back to travel. And then, you know, on the staffing and on our team side, I think it's just been a really, it's been a really tough year and a half uh, for the hotel and restaurant industry. And we've all had to, you know, really believe in what we do. And we, and we do, we do think we're creating beautiful memories for our guests and experiences that matter. And we are a fundamental part of sort of the human experience in terms of travel and connecting and, and creating memories uh, with our fellow, you know, friends and, and family. And I think the people that believe in that mission will come back to the industry and we will continue to sort of grow from that. And I just think there was a period of time here where we sort of lost focus of the true kind of meaning of hospitality. And I think it may just take a little longer for our industry to restabilize than we had anticipated, but the demand for travel came back incredibly quickly. So I think there's just a little bit of an imbalance right now between the demand and our ability to satisfy it. What are you most excited about as you look to the future of our industry? Our, our podcast is Future Hospitality, and we always want to end the discussion with this mindset of just kind of looking to the future and seeing what you would be, what you're looking forward to in it. I think what I'm most excited about is that I get the sense, and this has always been pretty instinctive for myself personally, and I just love travel and I love new experiences and I'll go anywhere, but I'm, I'm starting to get the feeling that more and more of the population and 
has the same, like wants to travel and wants to, is willing to invest on new experiences and, and new types of hospitality and is willing to, you know, try out the, the glamping and the airstreams and the tree houses and the, like the riverboats and like all of it. And I just think that's, I think that's awesome. And I think that's super cool. And I, and my hope is that's going to then create all sorts of new experiences that, that may not have been created before. And hopefully there'll be more, uh, more entrepreneurs and more innovators uh, in the hospitality space delivering these concepts um, for travelers that may not have been there as much 20, 30, 40 years ago. So that's my, that's sort of my hope and that people are kind of shifting away from, you know, even more so material purchases and spending kind of more uh, on their experiences and on their travel. And I think that's, uh, that's something exciting. And I think it's also happening in a variety of ways. It's not just more adventurous travel. It's also more kind of meaningful travel. So you're starting to see people travel and then contributing to the communities that they travel to. Like, that's really cool. Like, we should do more of that. So my hope is the there's a whole lot left of the, you know, in the travel space uh, for us all to untap both those that are kind of creating these experiences, but also those that are um, uh, spending their t- time and money on them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the future is bright. I'm excited that there are people like yourself that are um, just kind of leading the industry and doing really thoughtful, great work and um, just your commitment to staying small and intentional. I love your company and the ethos and um, just really looking forward to seeing the future projects that come out of Dovetail & Co. Yeah, no, we're we're really excited as well. And we uh, we agree. I think the future is, is bright and... Uh, um, I'm hopefully uh, going to be a big part, a part of it, making it brighter. Awesome. Phil, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Great. Absolutely. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. If you enjoyed today's topic and episode, please leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about Longitude, you can visit longitudebranding.com to see our portfolio of design work, read our insights blog, and learn more about our team. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Longitude Branding.